holy heck, it's a hell of a podcast. Bleak and review. I was trying to do more H's. And I ran out. I plum ran out of H's, folks. It's been a minute since one of these has come out, huh? That's going to happen sometimes. <laughs> but you've already made peace with that, I presume. The series of scheduling conflicts. By the way, I'm Kevin Anderson, host of said podcast. And it was tough to uh, get all, all the boys in a room for a regular episode of the last couple weeks. So what I ended up doing for this episode is a super special secret surprise that you weren't even expecting. Oh, the alliteration there wasn't bad either. Not enough H's, certainly. This is an episode I did uh, for the first time in a long time over Zoom rather than being in the room. Because uh, this is an episode with just myself and a guest. No John Fahey, no Matt Brousseau. They'll be back on soon. In the near future, we'll all be together once again in the same city being able to record. So keep an eye out for that. But this episode, I've got a guest from jolly old England. The UK itself. The United of the Kingdoms. Ethan Lawrence. He's a British actor, comedian of note, or comedy person, I believe it says on his bio. If you're uh, of the UK ilk, you may know him from Afterlife and Bad Education. These are shows that you can see. He's also on uh, some kind of a uh, children's program with an E at the end. Program. Programmy. About horrible history right now that he had just gotten back from doing a dance rehearsal for when we recorded this episode. It's my first time recording with somebody outside of the United States, so we got the time zone thing all figured out, which means he got to drink alcohol and I didn't. I mean, I guess I could have, right? I could have just uh, been drunk at work. <laughs> so I work from home, so you know, I took uh, blocked off some time to do this podcast which means I just wrote out of office and didn't explain to anybody why I was out of office, and that's why. But I didn't go as far as to be drunk at work, and that makes me a great employee. Hire me, especially if you got a writing job. I know I have nothing to show for it except for some satire articles on a website that fired all the writers. But I, I think that proves that I can write for television. So yeah, do that. But yeah, this is a fun episode with, uh, with Ethan. Coming up here after this intro of sorts. Because I feel like I should talk about the current events in America. I mean, we certainly get into it in the episode a little bit. Because we're definitely comparing the current uh, political climates of the United States and the United Kingdom. Certainly on this episode. Which was interesting to me. I know a little bit about the UK. But I don't know a whole lot. You know, I'm, I'm American. I'm very preoccupied with my own trauma. My countrywide trauma that we're all dealing with here. So it's fun to hear about other people's shitty places. But yeah, I mean, so much has gone on since the last time one of these dropped. I certainly can't get to all of it. The newest stuff, obviously, if you live in the States, you know the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. And I, this is, I'm going to show my ignorance here because I actually don't know which of the probable Trump crimes they're actually going for because there's like a bunch Probably like the insurrection stuff, right? Because <laughs> that's a pretty big one. 
my favorite thing about these uh, this FBI raid is how conservatives and Republicans, you know, mostly the crazy like ones that have power. Not, I mean, I'm sure there's people on the ground being like this too, but I certainly don't hear what they have to say very often. They don't pop up in my spheres too often. But you know, your Marjorie Taylor Greens and your other psychos like that, who are now like defund the FBI. <laughs> It's like, of okay, it's hard to, like, I'm not rooting for the FBI. Like, I really hope that they do something right here and, you know, convict a criminal. That would be amazing. But it is very funny. And it just shows you how little anyone that claims to have, like, big government convictions. And I don't mean big government, like, big government. I mean, like, convictions about, like, the police are here to do their jobs for us like never when they're like you know, the people who are freaking out about when we were chanting defund the police they're like Whoa, sh- who's gonna who's gonna stop the the robbers and the and the <laughs> and the loiterers and the people who don't have homes who's gonna stop them you know they're like big big pro-fascists pro-military pro-cop pro like all of that and then like the second that and it's like it's like Trump's not even president anymore. They just have to have this allegiance to him because they did for so long and they like have to commit to it. They can't let go of the fact that like I mean it's like it's part of the reason that the whole party couldn't get over the fact that he lost in 2020 and they're still holding on to this fantasy that he'll bring, you know, this country crumbling down. <laughs> And so when he gets raided for his obvious crimes, now they're like, defund the FBI. But like, what if the FBI goes around and does something great that they, or to them, you know, something that they like again? Like, what if they shoot the next Martin Luther King again, something that they love? Are they going to be like, well, OK, now we like the FBI again? Or are they still going to commit to we don't like the FBI anymore? My money's on that they're liars and they just... <laughs> have to say whatever they have to say to stir up the fan base the fan base not the, not the not the political constituents the fan base the stands the the trump stands out there they're like k-pop stands but they uh don't know how to use the internet <laughs> it's just it's just it's just it's frustrating it's like great because it is just another example of that all everything that happens is just theater all political discourse at that level is bullshit. And I do believe that some politicians actually believe the harmful, hateful stuff that they spout. But most of them, I don't think, do believe it. They'll talk about it and they'll, you know, definitely support it and embolden it. It's like when you hear stories about like a Ben Shapiro type uh, and then someone leaks documents, documents, screenshots, really, of... Like Ben Shapiro telling someone they can't be on his network because they have like a history of like homophobic remarks or racist remarks. And Ben Shapiro's like, look, I know that cancel culture is the worst thing in the world, according to what I say. But like we can't be associated with you when it comes to our money and our show. So I hope you understand that I'm completely full of shit and it's no hard feelings. <laughs> That's how I feel about like everything. And it's 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 tough to fight that. Like such an obtuse 
obvious grift from all angles. It's hard to fight that. Speaking of grifts, can we just like not have Ezra Miller anymore? Can we do that? If you're not familiar with actor Ezra Miller from such films as The Flash and The Perks of Being a Wallflower and probably other stuff, but those are the two I know. Ezra's been on this 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 tirade, this kick lately of just like assaulting people, like punching people in the face and like kidnapping 16-year-olds and just doing crazy stuff. And this has been ongoing for a while. I would say like a few months at the very least since I first kind of started clocking this. And it was around the same time, the most recent one is around the same time that Warner Brothers shit-canned uh, Batgirl, a film that they were like almost done making as a tax write-off, apparently. They were just like, well, we got to get rid of something to make money back eventually in this like fiscal year. I don't know the specifics. Do not quote me on this. I doubt anybody would be quoting me on this. But they did that and then like, but it's still like, all right, we're still like going gung-ho on this new Flash movie. Because <laughs> it's, it's just about money for them. They don't care. Like there hasn't been, as soon as it becomes like, and it should be this already, but like as soon as there is like an overwhelming demand to cancel Ezra Miller, and I put cancel in big quotes, you know, Chris D'Elia is still working. But, you know, when his allegations came out around the time that very uh, mediocre Army of the Dead movie came out, they just, uh, or was being made, they just CGI'd Tignataro in in his character spot. Instead of Crystalia, we got Tignataro, which, you know, definitely an upgrade. Tig rules. And is that what is that what uh, WB is going to do for this Flash movie? If it gets the, like, are they gonna be like, all right, well, we got to cut Ezra out. Or is it, like, are they only waiting because Ezra is non-binary? And so it's, I don't know, are they, like, weighing their options? Like, well, is it woke if we... Like, cause they don't understand what, like, like they think of woke, like with a capital W, right? And they like, they don't really know what they're doing. They're like, what will people be more mad about if we shit can a non-binary actor or if we let a known abuser continue to make millions of dollars at our big budget films and then cancel other ones? There's just like, for them, it's an algorithm, right? It's just what will make people the least mad and make us the most money. And those are the blinders we're going to keep on and just fuck everything else anything else that comes up doesn't matter to us so i'll be interested to see what happens with the ezra miller thing there's also a case to be made that warner was harboring a fugitive when ezra was on the run from the law because <laughs> because ezra was doing reshoots for the flash while like simultaneously tweeting about how the cops can't find him and that's an m apostrophe em not of a masculine pronoun so don't come at me i'm not the problem here which like that's kind of funny i do like the idea like if it was like a thing of like like you know a crime that's not a real crime like like stealing from walmart <laughs> or something like that something like where there's no direct victim and it was an actor that i didn't hate it'd be i i do like the idea of hiding out from the cops <laughs> on the film set which is like, I think the conclusion of like a third of old Hollywood spy thrillers is like, oh no, the chase has led us to a in-progress production on Hollywood studios. Oh no, the, 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 the crook has gone into RKO pictures. We got to get him. <laughs> oh no, he, he's running through the jungle set. 
And now he's on the big boat set. Oh no, now he's in the tank for the boat scene. Oh, he's swimming. Oh, the actors are scared. But that's not what it is. It's just Ezra hanging out in a trailer, tweeting, being like, duh, stupid cops. I could punch all the 16-year-olds I want. Or whatever. I don't know. I might be conflating a few crimes there. But fuck Ezra Miller. And fuck Marjorie Taylor Greene. And fuck most things going on in this country. But not this episode, certainly. This is a fun one. Like I said, we're going back. A little throwback quarantine quickie-esque energy here with a little uh, episode recorded over Zoom. With my new friend, Ethan Lawrence. So we'll go listen to that right now. And you stay frosty out there and have a great time. And we'll see you next episode. Oh, by the way, uh, before I do that, just if you live in the Los Angeles area and you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which will be August 12th, tomorrow night at the good night is the one-year anniversary of Avatar 2, the live comedy show that I run with Joe Kay and Ethan Stanislawski. If you haven't been to one yet, you should come. We've got a really good lineup. It's the Snyder Cut, Avatar 2, the Snyder Cut. We got Ify Wadaway, we got Babs Gray, we got Pulavi Ganalin, we got Fifi Dosh, we got Ed Greer, and Zack Snyder's gonna be there. Big, big asterisk after that. Ever since somebody called the venue and complained because we said Eddie Redmayne would be on a past show. And they happen to know for a fact that he was in London performing on the West End. So there's no way he could be in North Hollywood at the same time. We've had to make a disclaimer on the show, which makes me weep for humanity, folks. But anyway, go to that. Listen to this. Have a good time. We'll see you soon. All right. Now we're synced up. Great. I gotta admit, I'm a little bit off because I usually don't record at noon, and so I'm like, oh, it's daytime, Kevin. I can't even get drunk right now. This is crazy. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to, sorry to break it to you, but I'm... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. Well, because you just got off work, right? Yeah, I've, I've, had, I've had a long and difficult day. Yeah? Uh, on set? I've, it's not even on set. We're in rehearsals, but it's dance rehearsals. Oh, really? I, you can see from like my body, I'm not a natural dancer, Kevin. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. I mean, I can only see neck up, and still, that's enough for. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm a broad-shouldered gentleman, and it continues broad all the way down, right? <laughs> it's broad through and through, <laughs> through and through. So I'm, I'm I'm not one of nature's dancers. So, no, you know, I've been in a in a tight, windowless, airless room. Oh like, God! Going through all these bits of choreo, and I. Uh, I've just being been reminded the whole time. I'm tired. <laughs> You've been you're just sitting in a in a an airtight room, being reminded that you're not a naturally gifted dancer over and over again. That's it. That's it. I mean, t- to be fair, with the exception of a couple of us, none of us are dancers. Really? Okay. We're, so we're, I said we're like the peacemaker intro. In <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're you're uh, uh, they're they're essentially doing the peacemaker intro where it's like let's get a bunch of people. I don't know if you've seen the show Peacemaker, but that was the bit behind that choreography was uh, let's design a dance that a bunch of people who can't dance at all can do and it still looks good somehow. Is I mean, that, that's that's kinda... fine as long as we're all moving in the same direction. It's <laughs> it's fine for sure. Yeah, as and long I, as there's I, some. I always synergy. say like my dancing skill is essentially. If you tell me what to do, don't use any fancy words. Don't use any jargon. Yeah. But if you tell me what to do, I can ap- approximate it and it will be fine-ish. 
<laughs> yeah, it's similar. It's similar to any time someone gives me any kind of acting thing of like, all right, where do I need to stand and what do I need to say and what do I have to be like? I'm not a good actor, but I can follow directions. This is the thing. I just need a figure in authority. He's <laughs> shouting at me. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> so what's uh, what? What is the uh, what is the piece for? What uh, what is it? Uh, is it going to be on? Uh, so it's a uh, it's a children's sketch show over here in the oh. UK called uh, Horrible Histories. Okay. Uh, it's basically history with all the grimy bits still on it. So uh, a little bit of the Brothers Grimm. Uh, <laughs> sort of. I mean... I mean, that's not history. That's just a bunch of made-up shit. So it's actually the opposite. But I mean, to be fair, they might do something about Brothers Grimm. I mean, it's, it's, it's good history. But basically, I mean, it was, it was sold to me by one of the actors who was in it. There, there are three things you need for a horrible history sketch. It's shit, farts... And like a racist European accent. <laughs> so, so uh, I, was, I was just going to make a Donald Trump joke. And I remember you're in the UK and I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> I have the internet. <laughs> no, no, that will, no, that's very, I mean, I, the, the news thing is that he just got raided by the FBI. And the joke everyone's making is like what they're finding at Mar-a-Lago. And like my thing was like, oh, they just found probably like a bunch of poo-poo, uh, poo-poo, like, like joke books from the 50s and then Garfield compilations. It's Excellent. like probably all they've got there. But yeah, so so children's entertainment, you got to have. So we're talking, obviously, I get shit and farts. That's funny. I get why you got to have shit and farts in there. Uh, but yeah. the, the racist European accent, which which kind of racism are we talking here? So, you know, if, if we're doing, say, like Regency France, instead of sure. doing sort of like, you know, properly researched uh, accents and everything like that, instead we'll just do you know, the French accent they would have done in a Hollywood film in the 40s. Sure, so it's like if an American comedian tried to do a UK accent, essentially. Exactly, exactly. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Britontown, innit? <laughs> it's, uh, we, we got bits and bobs and all kinds of knobs. I don't know. <laughs> That's very good, actually. <laughs> we actually, my, well, my girlfriend's an actor and a lot of uh, people that I hang out with when I'm with her and her circle of friends, like they actually can do dialects and stuff. And they try to rope me into it. And I always feel like everything I do is offensive. <laughs> so I can't, oh, yes. like just, just to, as an actor, like not even offensive, like to a region. It's just like, I can't do it. <laughs> I, I think you're inside your own head. I think you're fine. Oh, oh I am. I 100% am. That's very true. <laughs> I mean, I, I was nervous going into this because like my accent game's fine, but not great. And yeah, so, do you like, have an American... By the way, uh, Ethan Lawrence is here, uh, here on Bleak and Review. <laughs> oh my how, god, I, I, I've just witnessed the cold open end. <laughs> the cold open that takes five minutes of nonsense to get to before I remember I'm doing a podcast. Oh, well, <laughs> welcome everyone. <laughs> welcome, Ethan, uh, from across the pond. Our first international guest, actually. Oh, Am international, I really international? Uh, as of being recorded internationally, yes. We've had people that are you know, living stateside, but are from other places, certainly. Uh, but not never never done one with such a time zone difference. <laughs> Eight hours for the yeah. people listening at home. This, and, and just for the listeners to know, this uh, is the culmination of many months of attempting to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Literal mostly because months. I don't like waking up early. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. It's basically my fault. <laughs> uh, just for the, for the listeners at home, it is noon in Kevin noon. time. And 8 p.m. Ethan time. Uh, which Kevin described as uh, unforgivably early. Which is uh... <laughs> <laughs> unforgivably early, also in the middle of my day job, which I, you know, am neglecting currently. But this means I'm actually a paid podcaster right now, so that's exciting. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to ask uh, was, do you have an American accent? 
uh, I have what they call the the basic American over sure. here. I mean, I'm so sure it's probably lot... different with um, stateside. Like, you know, you have to have sort of like all the different regions down. Sure. Yes. There's 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 a West Coast thing. Certainly, there's a there's a Boston accent, which is terrible. Uh, there's Boston Philadelphia or something like that. <laughs> they got fucking whatever you fucking pod podcasting or whatever. What do you do over there, you fucking asshole? So I something can't like do that. it either. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff May just fucking got furious for some reason. Like he has veins <laughs> popping in his neck. <laughs> Somebody just did a really bad Boston accent. Fucking queer. <laughs> that's a very good Jeff May. Uh, yeah, well, I can do, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I can't do accents. I can do people more often than not. Like, I can do, like, oh, I can do, like, a person, like, that is from Boston, but I can't do a generic Boston accent, I think is what it is. Well, this is part of the problem that we have with Horrible Histories, because we're, we are playing people who actually existed, but very few of them recorded their voices, what with them yeah. living in the 1700s and that. Well, that also, that must give you a lot of uh, a fun uh, artistic liberties. Like, whatever Hence you see, like, the uh, racist European accent. <laughs> oh, sure. Because yeah, that, what are they going to yeah. do? Sue us? They've been dead for years. <laughs> I, I, mean, sure, I mean, yeah, come and cancel me, Archimedes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's the first. Try and do something about this. I like that you say, uh, you know, dead European historical figures, and I go to Archimedes immediately. I mean, that's he was in Europe. I've watched too much Monty Python recently. That's what it is. So they're in like, preparation for this. What, yeah, well, what if every third sketch was about nine philosophers you've never heard of, and also like Karl Marx? Why not? I, when no, we that's were doing the, um, the read-throughs, um, there was, there's a couple that we do have sound clips for. I'm, uh, I'm playing Winston Churchill. Oh, really? At a certain point. Uh, and you, you can't, because he's so venerated over here, like, as, you know, the best prime minister ever, even though... Sure, yeah. Uh, you, you, in the, and there's all those recordings. You can't get it wrong, because otherwise they'll they'll throw things at you in the street. You'll be... Yeah, that's, what, that's one that... You, yeah, you really got... It's like, it's like doing, like... Like, and I'm sure a lot of people have, I mean, I know a lot of people have portrayed him and stuff. And there's like, there's already like a lot of stuff to hold that accent up to. It's like, no, this is what a good Winston Churchill is. Like, instead I've of someone. i compare myself with, to Gary Oldman. How's exactly, that? That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Uh, well, can he dance though? Uh, well, probably. Can I, so it's moot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But so can like, he... I've got that on him. Take that, <laughs> I do like that. Put that in your put that on your bio though. Like after like Ethan Lawrence, actor, like list your credits, and then like better dancer than Gary Oldman. <laughs> as as discovered on Bleak and Review. As discovered in a in an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> the best so, way to watch me dance. Alright, <laughs> but you're not gonna get out of this one. I need to hear the American accent. <laughs> uh, okay, so um it's something like this. Is is that I mean I it, I really struggle with the R's, like the R sure. normal. It, I really struggle with that bit. It's uh, the hard R's, right? The, that's with it. The, the slurs. <laughs> <laughs> I find it really difficult to be offensive in American. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh man, we we make it real easy over here. I don't know if, you, oh, I don't I know if you've seen how many. Visit. I don't know if you've seen how many of our comedians have specials entitled "Triggered," but it's about seven, <laughs> <laughs> which is ideally more than it should be, which is none. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I like a, a, a comedian over here, this guy, Yudoi Travis, he just tweeted right before we, we got on this recording here, and it's uh, fresh in my mind. He's just like, wow, these comedians out here really gate or uh, really holding the defense line for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of what's happening right now in, a, in American comedy. Uh, but your accent, though, I thought, I mean, the, the snippet I got there, it sounded good. I, it's one of those things, though, also to me that I, and this probably happens with you, is like, I don't. 
I can't really put my finger on what an American accent is because it's just what I've talked like my whole life. Much like I'm assuming that's how it is for your accent. Like you're, well, you're sort you're of. So like where where I come from is um is a county called Essex, which is just outside of London. So it's got a very sort of it's it's very much like the East End of London accent, but kind of more lazy. Sure. But I got rid of that for acting. Like I clipped my uh, my accent, so you get what's called received pronunciation or RP Ooh. or the Queen's English. Oh yes, yes. Uh, give them a whole king's inch. That's the, that's exactly <laughs> it. Basically, in my case, it was I started putting like G on the end of letters and like stopping dropping all my all my, yeah. all my consonants. <laughs> You uh, stop paying people Tuesday for a tomato today. That's it. Tomato. I mean, if, if I hadn't worked on it, this is what I'd sound like. Okay. Which and is so that's the difference rough, between like, the, yeah. Is that considered? That's kind of like the redneck. For us, it'd be like a redneck, like southern accent is like what people try to train out of themselves because it's. I like, mean, sort of, but like Essex is is quite affluent because uh, it tends to be because it's on the coast. It tends to sure. be that in like the fifties. The like the cockneys that like one big on the pools like you know okay. bought a, like you know a semi detached yes yes coast. yes and oh so no we like, got those <laughs> so it's like you know it's I think Orange County would be quite a good uh, comparison that's wow what a reference yeah <laughs> I listen to a lot of American podcasts <laughs> yeah I, I can tell if you but that's such a, that's such a good that's such a good specific reference though because that is kind of like Orange County is this place that's like it's it's not very far away from where I live in Los Angeles it's about thirty minutes south. But it's got this weird divide of like, there's a lot of rich people and there is also like a lot of Nazis, like actual, yeah, like, pra- like practicing, I'm... not reformed, <laughs> practicing. <laughs> practicing Nazis. They're like, still there. Like it's yeah, a religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're Orthodox Nazis. <laughs> you want to watch out for those Methodist Nazis. They're there. <laughs> Emphasis on the meth. Hey. <laughs> oh, shit. This is still a podcast. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, that's, that is a good thing. It's like there is because you'll like – it's like you meet somebody with like a lot of property who sounds like they routinely go and shoot uh, blue, <laughs> empty blue rhino protein, propane tanks outside with their, uh, their 35. But they're also like, I own like three properties. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> very much so. Like, the, the, the way I would sum up Essex in general is that it's very small C conservative. Sure, okay. You know, so you know, very sort of like – like uh, in terms of sort of like social stuff quite conservative quite fiscally conservative but not like mad sure they're like they're like conservative because they have money now rather than they're angry at people that are different from them (laughs) no you want to move north of london for that like the home counties that's that's where they got the big pads (laughs) okay the sort of towns where like the immigration levels spiked when the curry house opened Oh sure, yeah, and, and then a lot of people see that as a as a big problem. <laughs> yeah, well, they do for like the first six months, and then they go eat there, and they're like, "Wow, they invented us a national cuisine. How nice of them!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I didn't mean Mr. Patel. He's lovely. No, no, of course not. No, no, we love him. It's just people like him that are, you know, making it harder for me to get erect or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. That's that's very true, though. Yeah, because like, I mean, I'm sure I don't that this is something also I wanted to ask you. And this is kind of bleeding into it naturally, because we um, a lot of uh, uh, people that I talk to from outside of the States, from across the pond, if you will. Uh, they, they, they definitely have this thing of like Americans are very uh, in their own like we think that the like I did earlier with you where I was like I, I we think the world is aware of everything that's going on in our country <laughs> when it's like sure some of I know that some of it is hard to escape because it's terrifying on a global scale but there is this like 
this thing where I was going to like make a reference to, um, good God, now I can't remember what it was. Uh, just anyway, like I was just to say like, how, like, like the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, I'm like, assuming you've already heard about that. Do you feel like that that's an American thing? Or do you think that like, I don't know, I, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. At, well, I, at, I suppose like it's, it's, it's sort of difficult to find a comparison because obviously we have a shared language. Yes. So like your news is kind of our news also. Yeah, and like um, you're, like stuff bleeds in always because of Twitter and whatnot. So I'm always seeing like, and even like culturally, like you know, we we import a lot of your TV and your right. and and your films and stuff like that. So like you know, we we know what you guys sound like and what you talk about. And like, right. you know, from my perspective, like the vast majority of podcasts I listen to are stateside based, right? Uh, largely because I. <laughs> Back back in, back when uh, Adam Todd Brown was working at the old crack days, I started listening oh, sure. to popular opinion, and then suddenly that's a whole spider web of like yes different things. Is how I discovered Blake in Review, for example. Yeah, it's how you end up on this bullshit that has nothing to do about news. Well, <laughs> Except I'm, I'm, right trying, now. I'm basically I'm trying to sort of worm my way through this uh, this sort Absolutely. of spider web of contacts until I've been on every sort of unpopped adjacent podcast. Yeah, you're 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 essentially uh, your malware, just like that somebody accidentally opened on one podcast, and now it's gonna get on everything else. Blame Jeff May. This is all his. I do part. usually. <laughs> <laughs> but that is true. That makes sense because, like, you know, like everyone always talks, at least in America, you know, the thing, the, the what dumb people that are so patriotic for some reason they're always talking about how we're like the best country in the world, and obviously we're not. But the reason I think it is the entertainment machine that is the reason that people happen to be aware of our shit more than other countries maybe because it's like yeah like you said like netflix's house of cards uh for example not only was that a show about monsters but then kevin spacey also gigantic monster like you can't help but oh the spaceman he's out to he's out to space that one (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no it's it's i mean it's true like you know we've (laughs) the the dominant sort of like culture of the english-speaking world is american yes yeah as as much as uh some people in this country would love to say it's us it hasn't been for decades. Right. We, we've not. I mean, by the way, if you guys want to take credit for America existing, like technically you could take credit for that being like, look, they came from us and then they got real bad. So like, <laughs> I mean, in fairness, you, you know, the original settlers were Puritans, like people with sticks shoved so far <laughs> up their ass that even we couldn't deal with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we definitely, speaking of Orthodox uh, Nazis, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a hundred percent right. Even the Brits were like, "You have to go. You, have you to gotta go." go. The sea. You're, you're harshing our. We want to eat. Look, we like to have a little bit of honey on our graham crackers. You psychopaths, <laughs> <laughs> go away. I mean, here's how Puritan those Puritans were. They left. They left on a ship from a city called Plymouth in the UK. And where did they land? They landed in Plymouth. <laughs> not after bashing into a rock or they're like well what do we call well Plymouth Rock I guess well we just were in Plymouth I guess this is the same yeah could you imagine that like oh god just raise the bar a little bit you know come up you, with something else please as, as far as you know for this first five minutes you are the first people here make something up <laughs> but then like I hear people like like reference like place names in the states and I'm like we have one of those Right. We pronounce it correctly, but we have one of those. <laughs> like, wait, wait, which well, one? It's like, oh, yeah, we're down here in Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm like, you mean Birmingham? Birmingham? <laughs> or what about... The jewel that... of the West Midlands. <laughs> Does that, was that what you mean? The, yeah, the, oh, God, if you could see our Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to no, be fair, I... if you could see our Birmingham. <laughs> 
All right, this is all right, reality show, Ethan. This is what we got to do. We got to get uh, the UK Birmingham versus uh, America Birmingham. And we got <laughs> to the have them, uh, I don't know, compete in a series of childlike, uh, childish physical contests. I mean, this see- could be fun because the, uh, the people of Birmingham are known over here sort of like, you know, reputationally and again, sort of like in a regionally racist sort of way as being sort of like really lachrymose and sad. It's largely because of the accent. Oh, really? Get back to accents again, because Bromai sort of sound like this. Oh, yeah, that's he's, a scary one. <laughs> he's very sort of downcast. He's, uh, he's quite depressing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, the city's got sort of a feel like of just everything sort of going at about 50% of the actual speed it needs to be going at. Yeah, how come when I was, when I, while you were doing that accent, I just pictured everything in black and white. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Just a, yeah. a, a guy floating down a canal in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and, but like, just like wherever the canal takes me, that's where I'll go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a, it wasn't that long ago. I think it might have been in the early noughties. Um, they finally got built more canals than they have in Venice. Oh, really? And they sort of said that as like a point of pride. And it's like, the ones in Venice are better, though. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, I could spit on the ground a lot, too. <laughs> I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if have... that quite matches the majesty. <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's people in, in Venice, like, you know, in the lovely gondolas giving out ice cream. Whereas, as we said, in Birmingham, it's black and white. It's a guy in a bucket. <laughs> He's That's like, you know, g- licking pork fat off of a tray. <laughs> <laughs> and they call that, they call that uh, the, the, the Birmingham uh, silver disc, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> That's right. I'm very cultured. Look, I've watched the IT crowd. I know, <laughs> I know everything. I've heard of Richard Iowani. <laughs> I, I, I love Moss, okay? I love Moss and Roy and vague transphobia. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe overt. I don't know. I can't remember. The guy who made that show was Transformers. Graham Linehan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've He's heard some a not problem. great things. Is he really? See, I've only heard. See, this is again. This is the an American centric uh, thing of like I know all of the bad American people. We have them over here too. I, know, I mean, I, I know a couple of yours. Like um, you know, your your politicians certainly they bleed into my consciousness sometimes. We've we've got we've got the biggest we've got the queen transphobe of them all, J.K. Rowling. That's right. I keep forgetting she's... Dude, I think we have adopted her as American, though. Well, I think because like, you make our films. That's <laughs> that, there you go. A lovely, turfy British product, and you take that over to the States. But uh, the only difference is that uh, 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 it's just called the philosopher phobia over there, right? Not the sorceress phobia. <laughs> no, that's true. And then, like, I, I do see that, yeah, and there's, like... Would you say, because right, I'm trying to think, there's not a, a lot of celebrities in um, America that are openly transphobic. I feel like it's a little more, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I've seen a lot more UK, like John Cleese, for example, is someone who's like standing with J.K. Rowling and like her, uh, her or Joanne, as he says, of course. He's like, I feel like, is it like more acceptable for people to be like, like kind of turfy over there or is that just we've, my Twitter? We've got a kind of weird situation going on at the minute because I don't know how plugged in you are to UK politics, but um, our I Prime watch, Minister... I, I follow your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's useful. I'm a culture touchstone in that regard. Um, but we re- our, our Prime Minister recently resigned in disgrace. That's uh, true. I did see that. Uh, for a multiple of reasons, but currently there's a leadership contest going on. And uh, at the moment, it's between two people that 
are ignoring the cost of living crisis, are ignoring Brexit, are ignoring all sorts of things that face us in a very big way, and are making it all about the transits. Oh, so that we, yeah, Apple doesn't far, <laughs> fall far from the tree there. <laughs> but then we've got this other weird thing, which is that we can't vote on this. Like, the, the next leader of this country will be decided by Conservative Party members, of which there's about maybe 150,000 to 200,000. Oh, good. In a country with a population of about 8 million. Woof. So it's, and these are the sort of people who have to buy their way in. But oh, the God, thing well. is, with polling, even those people don't care about trans issues. They are, at worst, ambivalent. Yeah. Like, doesn't affect me. Why would I, why, is, why are you even asking me? Yeah, <laughs> kind but of. people are more concerned with, I don't know, paying their gas bills. Yeah. Or, or having a home. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's what people are more interested in. But, like, it, it, I think it's something that, yeah, again, we talk about sort of like the, the cultural impact of the US. I think the politicians here learnt it from you. Not you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> they're all bleak and re- they're all listening to Bleak and Review, and they like don't get sarcasm. And so, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I think they, the 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 import is the culture war. I think. Yes, uh, and know, that this, is used very much sort to of distract. Kind yeah. of nebulous thing that apparently we're we're all a part of, and we're all feeding into it. But like, like I said, like the polling data shows that people over here aren't bothered. Yeah. Like, in a way, it's almost more selfish than that because they're more interested in rent and, <laughs> right, right. and being able to well, put petrol in their car. That's very much a thing here that just happened also uh, because uh, the other big one, the, the Roe v. Wade uh, overturn, Ooh. where now it's very, uh, uh, very sketchy for, uh, you know, anyone to uh, get an abortion safely in this country. The polling definitely shows that... Uh, Though, but most people are for abortion on both sides of like, if, if, if we're actually talking about what people want. And so it's just like the illusion though, it's the illusion that what the country, and that sounds like that's what you guys are dealing with too, is what the, what, what the people would like to see, at least, at least for us, we have, it sounds like you don't even have the illusion over there that you get well, to. No, I mean, we've, yeah. we've, we've lived under a conservative government for the last 12 years. We've been able to vote on a prime minister i think twice in all that time and we've been through four of them <laughs> yeah that's that's not <laughs> ideal that's not ideal like you know by the end of this year we'll be on our fourth prime minister in 12 years Whew. which is i mean we used to joke about us oh, it's like it's like bloody italy isn't it and now it's like no they've they've actually had a government for 10 years now the same one yeah it's amazing yeah. <laughs> We're worse than Italy now. Well, the weird thing is, though, over here, like, we've gotten to vote more, certainly, but our votes have routinely been um, not counted. <laughs> like, yeah, like I mean, the in the 20, yeah, it, like in the 2016 election, it really shows, and it's happened before, too. It happened with Bush. Uh, it's just, like, it's, whenever I hear the phrase, and this is, like, I'm not a super political guy, but I know what I believe, you know? I'm one of those guys. Like, yeah. one of those, that just means I'm tired. I don't know um, much about but, politics, but I know what I like. I know. Yes. <laughs> Now, what in God's name would make you paint this with three presidents in it in one term? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know Monty Python. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, just the thing of like, like when this, when I hear the phrase, well, the popular vote, <laughs> they won the popular vote, but they didn't win the election. I'm like, well, what the fuck was the election then? Well, yeah. <laughs> like at the, at the we barest minimum. We have the minimum. same thing over here. So like the way our politics works, very quick explainer, each area of the UK is split up into tiny little fiefdoms. There's about 650 of them. 
and each one of those people elect one person. Mm. And whoever that whoever that person represents as a party, they get added to the tally. So, for example, I said I, I live in the Orange County of, of England, right? Right. So it is a it is a very conservative area. My vote literally doesn't matter because the guy who runs our constituency uh, wins every time by like margins of over like sixty thousand votes. Right. So like I could vote as hard as I liked. My vote doesn't really matter. We're going to turn in a Conservative MP. Right. Uh, so it's very easy, I think, in this country to get disillusioned <laughs> yeah. in the voting process. Because oh, unless yeah. you live in a city, you're not going to elect anyone even like vaguely centre-left. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing with uh, as, a, as a Californian over here is like we're called a blue state because that's the thing is like, it's always going to go blue, like governor wise, no matter what. So your vote and like, and you know, whatever our, our president votes are, are always going to go like we're California is always going to go blue. Our problem is now like, all right, well, we're established as a blue state. But what if the guy who's running for the blue party is actually pretty purple or maybe even red? <laughs> pretty purple. <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking purple, oh, Joe Biden. Pink. Look at him. Uh, yeah, shit. God, he this... hates the houseless community. <laughs> But he loves the psychedelic furs. Uh, <laughs> He's got a sublime tattoo. <laughs> well, that's Orange County. <laughs> oh yeah, and in case yeah, just just more more reference points for Orange County. That's where like all weird ska and white people doing reggae music comes from. <laughs> so it was, it was also uh, the the one of the three maybe birthplaces of metalcore in the northeast. Ooh, Ooh yes. okay. Metalcore. Now With, that's yeah, like Atreus in your <laughs> Oh, Atreus. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I I get confused with the cores. I got to be honest. Sometimes uh, I get I understand broad blanket terms but when people start talking about grindcore or uh, or fusion uh, sludge. That I start uh, where does grindcore confused. come from? I hear you ask. Why that would be Birmingham. Birmingham. Oh, you know what? Uh, well, Lampon I did. I, death. <laughs> every 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 grindcore band. I do picture them in black and white, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I watched them some footage of Napalm Death performing recently, and they've all got the Birmingham accents. Uh, they have a Guinness World Record for the shortest recorded song. Really? Oh, yes, I think I've heard this, where it's just kind of like, and it's done. Yeah, it's, it's, called, it's called You Suffer. It's just over a second long. <laughs> and they, <laughs> in one of the ones, they played it live. It's like, <laughs> the guy's there, and he goes, all right, you all know this one. <laughs> Oh, it's an epic, that one. <laughs> I do like that. A, that's the only song I know by them. <laughs> and B, I like uh, being at that show and being like, I think I heard you suffer. He goes, no, they were just doing sound check. <laughs> <laughs> they've been performing for 20 minutes and they've gotten through 80 songs. How's that? <laughs> yeah, that's the point where I start getting mad because like, I'm pretentious enough, you know, but like, come on. <laughs> I understand being really precious with your art and stuff, but man, I don't know about I, that. I think this is probably the first time that Napalm, Napalm Death have been described as pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> but on the tip of, uh, I was going to say this right before I got the notification. Um, I actually was going to ask, this was a nice segue into another thing. So I went to this festival recently in LA that had a lot of bands from the UK because it was the Cruel World Festival with a lot of new wave. Uh, you know, you got your, I mean, that psychedelic furs were there. Morrissey, well, um, <laughs> yeah, <I would> definitely <laughs> skip, definitely <laughs> skipped that one. But he was there, uh, uh, Devo, you know, uh, the mid, um, what was it, the church, uh, all these people. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was very cool. But <laughs> Echo and the Bunnymen were supposed to be there. 
And it turns out that Echo, the titular Echo himself, was not vaccinated, so he couldn't come to the States. Uh, so, <laughs> which was how I found out I don't like that band anymore. Uh, <laughs> The titular, the titular echo. echo. That's, My, that's, that, that feels like a. That feels like the. That, oh, I was about to. Say, yep, you nailed it. That's exactly. You are a fan. Damn. Of course. <laughs> the titular echo. I've been bugging you for months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, that was something that I was going to ask. Is that um, I did hear a little bit during like the really the height of COVID. Obviously, we're not done with COVID yet, but everyone's acting like we are. Uh, I know America handled it probably the worst out of anybody. But what was it? Uh, was it? Similarly bad. I know there was because like I follow a lot of uh, elect. I used to follow a lot of electronic music DJs from the UK, and so I, I would I would see some of them that turned out to be like anti-mask, anti-vax people that were like, I want to do my concert still. I'm like, oh man, like was that pretty prevalent uh, in your in your country as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, so the the big reason why it sort of we had such a bad outcome was not so much that our government was sort of hands off like your one sort of was. It was more that they were just too late to do anything. Sure. Like, we saw what was happening in Italy, and it took them, like, a month to take any action, by which time, like, it had already swept through the yeah. nation, and, like, thousands of people. They're like, let's, let's wait it out and see what goes on with this whole Italy being completely fucked thing, and then we'll make some... Yeah, we're like, oh, well, good, good job we're in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no one could come over here. But then, like... It, like we opened up in the summer and everyone was like, yeah, back to normal. And then the cases started going up again and people were like, we should shut down again. And they were like, oh, let's, let's give it a month. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and then thousands and thousands and thousands of more deaths. We get locked down again, this time for far more months. We get unlocked again just before Christmas. I start working like on set yeah. again. And like everyone's like looking at each other behind the masks. Like, I can't believe we're outside. This doesn't feel like we're <laughs> And then... <laughs> that sh that job gets shut down because of an outbreak, <laughs> and then they lock us down again over Christmas, and everyone's really mad. And then it takes another half year for us to open up, right? And then everyone's like, right. So then we we get back to work. Everything's sort of normal. I get COVID over Christmas twenty twenty one. So that's my first time. The Omicron. Oh yeah, the big boy. <laughs> um. So yeah, really the. The UK coronavirus response has basically been defined by let's just let's just see how it goes. Give it let's let's not be hasty. Yeah. I mean, how bad could it possibly be? <laughs> it's like it's like checking on something in the oven like 40 times what to see if it's done cooking when you're really just ruining the whole process by opening the oven that many times. <laughs> That's very I mean, I remember yeah. like back in the early days, like they were saying like, "Oh, yeah, just you make sure to wash your hands." Like, and when you're washing your hands, sing happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, is that, that, that give you the amount of time? That was your, that yeah, you the, the whole happy birthday now. No skimping. You got to do the whole, fill in, the fill in a full name and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then in early March, like, you've got Boris Johnson, the then Prime yeah. Minister, like, up there going, oh, yes, I've been going around shaking hands with coronavirus patients, and they're all fine and fit as a fiddle. He gets <laughs> I've been going around <laughs> kissing them all on the lips. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in hospital, nearly dies, yeah. and then comes back. Oh, perhaps we should do something. Yes, yes. <laughs> perhaps. That's funny because that's the op. Like Trump got COVID, and I remember that was like the happiest I was for a long time. <laughs> like I had, uh, I had my friend Hollis living on my couch at the time, and my, I was like starting to hang out with my neighbors in my building because I was like the only people I could see, and we were partying. And Hollis just comes running into the apartment. We're all hanging out, and he just goes. 
there might be the death of a fascist. And just is like running around and everyone starts like, we all do a shot. We're so excited about it. Like, I like just like Twitter. Twitter was so happy that night because it, it was like 10 p.m. It was one of those days on Twitter where it's sort of like everyone's just. And we fun. all needed it, too, because it was like this was like December 2020, I believe. So like we were like it was like the height of the lockdown. <laughs> we needed, we needed it big. <laughs> But then he does, he gets it, almost dies, but doesn't because he has like the best health care, you know, because he has money and stuff. And he comes out and he's just like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> and he's like, doesn't even like make the switch. To, like he eventually, you know, like, I don't know. He still, he just wanted to, all, he didn't, he obviously understood it was a problem, but his whole base didn't want him to say that. So he didn't, but he was still like was wearing a mask and getting vaccinated and stuff. While he's like, ah, people don't have to get vaccinated. I'm going to, but you know, fuck these, these people. It's just... <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> I will say this though, and I'm, this is probably not going to make me any fans uh, in this Zoom Ooh, meeting or when the podcast goes out. All right. When he recovered and he came out in front of that podium and dramatically took his mask off, that was actually quite cool. <laughs> I thought you were going to say well, that would have been a perfect time to assassinate him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually it was actually sort of badass. You got to hey, give Hey, the guy that. can play to a room. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's like all right okay there you go that's your, that's your brave heart moment <laughs> yeah. congratulations mr president yeah i think i mean i guess yeah you know i don't think anyone's gonna to, to cancel you for that oh uh, but it's because <laughs> but it's because of your accent if you then there's so many other things they can cancel <laughs> yeah, well if they said if you said it in an american accent then you'd get canceled but they're like well he's british <laughs> or my friend yeah yeah, do, yeah let's take two Oh, the big Trump. Oh. Pepe Le Pew. No, that's good. That's good. No, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, yeah, he's got, he's, he's been on television, you know, he was a, he's a, he's not a politician, so anytime he does anything that's vaguely cool, it's nothing politics related. He's, he's, he's like, I don't know, he, I don't, I can't really think of any other cool things he's done, but yeah, that, that, you know, what a moment, you're right, that is fair. You don't see Boris Johnson I mean, do like, anything like that. We don't have TV prime ministers over right. here. Like, there are two things that I think, outside of his premiership, that Boris Johnson is notable for. Uh, one was during the London Olympics, uh, he came down uh, from Tower Bridge on a zip wire, waving British flags and got stuck. <laughs> so that was, that was quite amusing. That's pretty fucking and, amusing, uh, yeah. The other time was when he was foreign secretary and he was taking a state visit to Japan, uh, which was quite close to the Rugby World mm. Cup. So he obviously had a, a photo shoot and like a little press event uh, with some young Japanese school kids like playing rugby. And he just like full bore just ran one of them over. <laughs> like, like just, just again, like kid. Again, not to go back to Monty Python as my only British reference, but like the, the head, the head mask. <laughs> and the IT. Oh, yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> And transphobia. And transphobia. No, the headmasters versus the students uh, rugby match in, uh, in the in the uh, meaning of life when like the, the the teachers are just destroying the kids, just like planting them sure. in the mud. It's exactly yeah, that. No, that I mean that shit is I, hilarious. I urge everyone to go and look at the footage because like he he properly goes for this kid. Like it's it's not it's not pretty. It's not like an accident. Like that's like that's hilarious, but also like. How is that not more of a thing? Like, where people are like, did you guys... We saw that, right? Like, that happened. So here's the thing. Kids are terrible. There's a reason why Trump described Boris Johnson as Britain Trump. It's because he can be explained away with the, oh, Boris is Boris. Oh, Trump <laughs> yeah, is Trump. Classic, classic like, Boris. You know, like, over here, it was like, 
there was this whole rolling scandal that like consumed the country for like months, which was called Partygate. Sure. Where essentially during the lockdowns, while like everyone was locked in their homes and like unable to go to like the funerals of loved ones, this is getting very. Dark. No, it's great. Let's and, go. Like, people, like nurses on the front line were like you know struggling to get people through and struggling to like work and survive. Most, if not all, of the Conservative cabinet were just having a load of parties yeah. in Downing Street, just like just ragers. Like, some might say like, <laughs> ragers. Yeah, like with. Uh, Literally, there's like there's talks of like vomit up the walls. Oh, no. Like people are about keg like, stands. People are like finding coke in the <laughs> toilet. Like, well, that's not a good place like, to have it. What are they doing? <laughs> and like, it wasn't just one. It was like loads. Like just so yeah. many, just going on and on and on. And literally, the defense was, well, he said he's sorry. <laughs> What's he gonna do? I mean, come on, he's bored. I don't. Know, I don't know. What more would you possibly want? <laughs> he said he's sorry. Yeah, like, it's not like, it's not like, well, look, okay, we understand the optics of it weren't great. But in their defense, they wanted to fuck shit up. <laughs> like, they wanted to fucking rage, dude. I mean, it was, that was nearly it. Yeah. Like, well, you know, they were under a lot of pressure. Yeah, we all were. It's, it's insane. It's insane <laughs> when that happens, though, where, like, you can't believe these people. And this is why we're, we're clearly, uh, this is why our politics are so similar, I think, and, and everything. It's just like, you can't believe that these people have the balls to like never own up to the obvious bullshit they do like they'll like like just like 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 i mean any campaign promise that's ever made that then they just don't do and they'll never be like oh yeah i was just lying to you when i said i was gonna do something about the cops <laughs> i don't i don't I, i'd almost respect that more. i mean i at least it's it's the old thing of like uh, i can't remember whose joke it was but they're talking it was george carlin's joke where he's talking about bill clinton being like uh, hey, I'm completely full of shit. How do you like that? And people were like, hey, I like that. I don't mind that. <laughs> like, I, that's the thing. It's like, if you're going to be the worst, you have to, yeah, you have to, it's, and, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's no, all good. Like, I mean, I mean, over here, like the big thing is, is that so many of like the, like major conservative politicians are like private school posh boys. Which, yeah, and that's that's where it all stems yeah, no, from, like, is, like, never having really... Yeah, like, you know, they're, they're literally bred to become prime minister, like, in, like, a lab in, in, <laughs> in, like, o in like, Cambridge or something, or Oxford. That's it, they're, like, grown in a tube. <laughs> <laughs> they're just fed, they're fed fucking fancy cheeses and, uh, <laughs> and... That's yeah. it, they get the entirety of Plato's oeuvre just injected into their brains, like, <laughs> and then out they go... <laughs> Yes, I studied classics. That makes me perfectly suited to be prime Speaking of yeah. Archimedes. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's very, yeah. That, but yeah, what actually brought him down in the end, not all the party stuff, right? Not the time where one of his politicians was found to have been like involved in massive fraud. Oh, sure, and not taking out a and kid. And they like, tried to protect him. <laughs> and they tried to protect him. It wasn't that, no. What ended up happening, and you'll like this because there's sort of a bit of a pun going Oh, I love that. There. So it turns out that <laughs> one of the people who worked in the whip's office was a serial groper of other men. And his name? Chris Pincher. <laughs> <laughs> and so then what brought him down was that, like, it, all this stuff was coming out. It's like, you know, Chris Pincher's like a problem. Like, every time he gets a drink in him, he starts fondling guys. I do, I, yeah, the, the term like, serial groper really made my whole brain stop for a second. Because I know... <laughs> I know what you mean, a hundred percent. We got him over here too. Over here, we just call him like ass, like monsters. I do like serious. Like it's that like he didn't have one groping incident. He is a serial groper. No, this is it. It's like 
it's like loads. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and like, so everyone was like, well, obviously he has to resign. And Johnson was like, no, I don't think he does. <laughs> yeah. Turns but, out doesn't know. <laughs> at which point, even his party turned on him. And as all good conservatives do, they knight him in the back <laughs> and then let him walk off into the sunset to go for his multi-million dollar book deals and like speeches to the United Nations or whatnot. Fare thee well, Boris. Fare thee well, Pincher and you Boris. Greasy little pig. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll catch you in Pincher later. <laughs> That's... I never actually found out what happened to Chris Pincher. Uh I think he said he was... Oh, I know. He was doing that thing. You know that thing that serial gropers do when they say that he's going to go and seek professional... Uh, he got a Netflix deal. <laughs> That's it, yeah. He's uh, coming soon. Triggered? Oh, no. Triggered, in it? The pincher. <laughs> the pincher, in it. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like, I would, dude, if he started doing stand-up, though, I would lose my fucking mind. It's like all it takes... I'll keep an eye on all the situation. Takes, I'll let really, you know. all it takes to become a stand-up now is like you have to do something wrong. It doesn't. Even, you don't have to be like a comedian. You do something wrong, most people stop fucking with you, and then you're like, "Well, I guess I gotta get a mic in front of my face and go find the people that think it's cool that I did that, and like go talk to them." I mean, if it's not that, it's turning up on Dancing with the Stars or The Masked Singer. <laughs> oh yeah, he'll be yeah. I'm just I'm just waiting for Chris Pincher to turn up on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> I have a feeling they, that he's gonna have uh, some issues on Dancing with the Stars with his with his with his uh, teammate. <laughs> <laughs> He's just fully grabbing some dude's junk while they're dancing. <laughs> no, he's fine. He sought professional yeah, help. And clearly they just put him in a room work. and they were like, hey, stop doing that. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, well, I'm Pincher, ain't I? <laughs> I'm bloody Chris Pincher, it's, I is. I'm from Victoria. <laughs> it's bloody nominative determinism. My name's Pincher and I'm Pinch. Speaking of nominative determinism, yes. we've got an MP over here called James Cleverly. Cleverly? Who is the MP for Braintree. Okay. And he is as thick as pig <laughs> Wait, he's called Braintree? <laughs> Braintree. That's one of our... That's I, one like of our that. I like that. I like that. Braintree. I used to do a lot of amateur musical theatre. Really? Yeah. The... the, the, the and wait, is it... I just want to make sure... Brain? Like with a B? Okay, yeah, all right. I just want to make sure I heard it right. <laughs> Thing between your head, stuff. Go- like <laughs> so, uh, Violet Thoughts Air? What? <laughs> <laughs> Suicidal depression and birds? <laughs> I believe. Well, no, not if you live in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in America where people uh, genuinely sometimes don't believe that birds are real, or pigeons at least. Well, I mean, you know. The whole, the whole argument there is you've never seen a baby pigeon. And uh, so they're obviously robot drones from the government. It's... I've never seen a hedgehog, but I know that they exist. <laughs> right? Well, that's, 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 the big, uh, uh, that's the big new, like, the new wave of American conspiracy theories are, uh, I didn't see it, so it didn't happen. Like, that's why Alex Jones, are, are one, of our, one of the gifts we've given the world, Alex Jones from InfoWars, who is now on trial right now, for deny, uh, for saying that a bunch of uh, the kids who died in the Sandy Hook shooting are uh, uh, were crisis actors, he's being he's on the hook for something like forty five million at the moment. <laughs> he's it's it's gone above fifty. He's 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 Woo! he's having a bad week, and, <laughs> and and it's great. It's fucking beautiful. It's so it's it's like the one nice thing you know. Like you don't often get. You never get to really revel in like someone actually getting what they deserve. <laughs> often. But this is yeah. one of those ones. I mean, especially when, like, you know, not to sort of, like, you know, denigrate 
like the the issue, but like for such like a low level grift as well. Like you know, it's it's not like he robbed a bank or like there was this kind of, some kind of amazing heist. Yeah. It's just like just real. He's just like I'm gonna grift. just go fucking say wild shit and then sell brain pills. Uh, another another city where I did amateur theater and <laughs> brain pills. <It's> just like, <laughs> brain, brain pills. <laughs> Come on now, right outside Birmingham. Population failed. Population, my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> I don't live here. <laughs> I technically live in the Cayman <laughs> for tax. Uh, so I cut you off with my bullshit, though. What were you saying about uh, the, the the grift of it all, the low level grift? Yeah, I mean, like, like again, to bring it back to my government, yes. Kevin. Um, like they indulge in like so many deals for like um, like PPE, like you know the protective equipment and stuff oh, like sure. that. That ended up like like we're talking millions of pounds, and it's like. They got found out, and then it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, government's going to government. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's it's such a shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, and then, like, the like, well, first of all, our government also invested heavily in that stuff as soon as they got the, the inside scoop that COVID was about to hit hard. Uh, a lot of Congress people made a lot of fucking money off that shit, for sure. And, yeah. And, yeah, and people, and that's the thing about, like, at least in our country, that's probably like that with dumb people in the UK also. We're like... People like legitimately look at that kind of thing and they're like, well, that's just good business. <laughs> like, they're just like, they're like, that's cool. I think that's tight. I like it when people do that. Like, that's why we have like fans of like billionaires. Like, people love Elon Musk in this country, which is. Oh, I love Musk stands. <laughs> they got angry at me once. Really? Did they? <laughs> yeah, that was a bad offer. <laughs> I'm sure they are uh, not well. They're not well people. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, but, um, oh, what was he? Uh, what was it? Oh, I, I had some, something popped into my head that was to go off the back of the thing that oh. people said, and now I've subsequently. No, I remember now. Um, so, like, involved in like my industry because I don't know if we've actually mentioned this on the pod. Uh, I'm a professional. Yes, actor. well, we mentioned a little bit about your <laughs> dancing, but yes, you're an actor. Uh, that's what you do from um, after after Earth after life. Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> He's done his research, lads. <laughs> I did an hour ago, and I have the memory of a goldfish, so I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's like, well, well it would be nearly one o'clock in the afternoon, so ordinarily you'd be asleep. <laughs> no, I, I would be, I, but I would be getting, I would be clocked in and working, uh, but I would be sleeping, that's <laughs> <course>. very true. <laughs> but yes, you are but, a professional um, like, actor. Th this is not a grift, right? This is not a grift, this is just smart business. This is genuinely smart business. One of the sort of like cottage industries that popped up around COVID was insurance for TV and film production. Right. And so, like, there's this whole industry now. Like, people that I knew that, like, were in various different other jobs, like, jumped on because, like, there was these little businesses opening up that were like, oh, yeah, we'll insure your, uh, we'll insure your production. We'll do all the tests. We'll get all the lateral flows in. We'll do all that for you. And, like, it's it's worth so much money. Yeah. It is true. Like, and... But the thing is, like, I can't view it as a grift because, like, they are genuinely keeping us safe. Yeah, so. the grift, the grift is not so much uh, that because that is, yeah, that's like, I mean, that's like, that's just insurance at that point. Which, if we're talking about, that's genuinely yeah, good. Business. Whereas <laughs> the grift of the, the Alex Jones types or like the Ben Shapiro's or the Stephen Crowders or the Jordan Petersons of the world is just, uh, I don't believe anything I'm saying, and uh, nor do I think it's helping the world at all. But boy, do these people like buying my liberal tears mugs. So I'm going to just keep oh, saying yeah. whatever I want uh, or whatever they I want. I haven't heard Ben Shapiro talk until this year. That must have been a blissful period, and now you can't go back. It's tough. 
Well, the thing is, I knew I knew who he was, and like he was always going off, but like it was never video. I never got like video or audio. Did you have it? To- <laughs> and then like I heard him talk, and I was like, "Did someone trap a mosquito <laughs> under a tin well, cup?" What's it's crazy on? that somebody sounds like it's like well, the one thing. The, the thing I'll say to his credit for his voice is it matches his personality perfectly. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> it's just like the whiny... Like, oh my God, I'm not like... I'm very anti-bullying in general, but like I think that some some adult should not like beat him up, should bully him, like, like which is different. I am so glad you said this. <laughs> this is one of the planks that I stand on, especially when it comes to British politics, because like I said, it's populated almost entirely by yes. boys. And I'm like, my God, if someone had just shoved your dick into the ground <laughs> when you were like 10, none of this oh, I'm would I'm saying be now. Like, I'm saying someone should bully him <laughs> now. Like, like... Now I think it's, it's too, too late. late. No, I'm just, I'm going, I'm going back to, I'm going back to childhood. <laughs> I'm going, getting in my time machine and kicking him off his bike. Yeah, people are like, what? You wouldn't kill Hitler? But like, actually, you know what? It's a real big toss-up. I'd bully the shit out. <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll just sit behind him in class and flick his ear over and over again. <laughs> You sure about that painting, Adolf? Doesn't look like it. Yeah, no. No. You're shit, son. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Oh, I thought that was your Ben Shapiro. That's <laughs> <laughs> one German Ben Shapiro. German Ben Shapiro. Hitler was Austrian. Don't shut up, <laughs> Shut up. Hey, if you made it this far in the episode, you don't give a fuck what we say. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which... How can you be sure? <laughs> speaking of which, Ethan, we are at the end of our hour here. Um... I do have to go back to my day job at some point, but hey, I'm probably also gonna have a cigarette and go play video games. Who knows? It's it's not bad over here. It's not bad. <laughs> as long as you're clocked on, work is technically. That is happy. exactly correct. Um, but uh, thank you so much for doing the show. I'm glad we finally got to uh, to do this across across such a such a great divide. Yes, of course. Will this be? Uh, will this uh, have the quarantine quickies music, or will it have? The, oh shit! Well, I don't know. We might. I could throw it in. I could throw it in there. I still got the. I still got the file. I mean, all I did was. I think that was a. Oh, he's an American DJ. Everybody was like, I did just kind of rip and chop and screw a, a, a Matt Zo for, for for that for that intro. I don't know. If I, <laughs> yeah, funny. but that is a good. That's a fun song. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is functioning more as a quarantine quickie. So perhaps I will throw that on there. And hopefully one day we can do this. Uh, we can do this as a, a proper bleak and review. Absolutely. Thing. If I ever end up stateside, I'll be bugging you to live on your cat. <laughs> Absolutely. I oh, know we've got it. We've got that, and we've got uh, we've got the studio that uh, you know all the new Beavis and Butthead audio is coming out of. Uh, <laughs> it's, and you're contributing, I'm contributing to just by drinking his beers. Hi, I'm Kevin, and this is Cornholio. <laughs> <laughs> ever heard of me? Uh, <laughs> but this episode can it be <laughs> this episode should be coming out uh probably this friday that's coming up i would say probably uh i was gonna say uh august uh august 12th but i'll say 12 august because that's what you guys do 12th of august we're reclaiming the reclaiming dates. it taking it back <laughs> i did see the one thing uh on twitter this before we get into plugs and stuff somebody's like you know america's got almost everything wrong except fahrenheit i like saying it's about 100 hots out today <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I mean, when you when you've lived with Celsius for so long, when you see it tipping over forty, which it has done right. in the UK, which it shouldn't right. be doing, but it is. Uh, when you see it tipping over forty, you're like, oh, okay, right. We this is hell now. We live on a hell now. This is okay. And then you're like, you're like, wait, it's a because right now it's ninety three for us, but that's of course Fahrenheit, which would just be incineration otherwise. Well, I mean, over here that would that would genuinely cook me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It'd be done. <laughs> You'd be done. Uh, We'd be slow cooking a duck. 
Uh, where could uh, people find you should you wish to be found? And what do you want people to look at? What do you want them to, to see, to watch, to listen to? Uh, well, uh, so social wise, uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Ethan D. Lawrence, E T H A N D L A W R E N T E. Uh, as for like my acting stuff, you can watch Afterlife on Netflix. Uh, if you listen to the episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends I did with Jeff May, we went. There was like a fifteen minute section at the end where we were like going through where you can find all the stuff I've been in in the states. So I'll just because I've got no idea how to find <laughs> shit over there. I know where to find it here, but I've got no idea. Uh, but a surprising amount of it is available. So yeah, listen to podcasts. Listen to podcasts. You know what? Hey, just like su- just support white guys. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. Here we are, two white guys separated by five thousand miles, throwing down, making a pot together. <laughs> Uh, as for me, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, uh, if this comes out on the day that I said, August 12th, tomorrow will be the one-year anniversary of Avatar 2, the comedy show at The Good Night, so come out and see that. we got Ify Wadaway, Bob's Babs Gray, Pulavi Ganalan, Fifi Dosh, Ed Greer. It's going to be great. We're doing Avatar 2, the Snyder Cut. We're very excited. We're very excited about that. <laughs> uh, and, you know, at KB Anderson, you own all the things. You know that about me. Uh, and that's it. Let's close up that old plug central here. And Ethan, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank I you so much for having to... me. I'm glad we finally got this Absolutely. together. I, I, I would love to have you back on the show in the future. Hey, anytime. Honestly, this, is, this has been a treat, a pleasure, an honor. Uh, and I'm chuffed <laughs> and blessed. Um, honored. <laughs> honored, chuffed, blessed, blessed, chuffed, honored. Uh, and I've run out of synonyms <laughs> and superlatives. And... So... Be on with, Be your, on day. with your day, everybody, and have a good time. And we'll see you next time here on Bleak and Review, whatever that is. Yeah.